Charlie, the Bulldogs have got two flags now. That was two years ago, mate. Get over it. If you think we'll be insightful, clever or just when we search, we're here to say that's not the case. We'll just go out and wing it. We are two guys, one cup. It is Monday, July the 2nd. Welcome to Two Guys, One Cup, an AFL podcast. My name is Will Anderson. And my name is Charlie Clawson. And this is an an historic moment. (laughs) We have been much like the Gold Coast Suns. We couldn't play at our home ground for the first 13 rounds of the season. Uh, We haven't had our full squad back on the field, uh, but here we are in the same place. In the same, on the same turf. And it's a slightly improvised podcast. We've had to cobble together equipment from my place, from Will's place. Will doesn't have a microphone sock, so he's put just one of his own socks over the microphone, which is a technique, I believe, borrowed from our other podcast, TOEFOP. Yeah. In fact, I think we've... Oh, no, we've never done a Two Guys, One Cup with a sock. No. Have it's we? weird, right, that socks permeate both worlds. Right. Well, I mean, but also socks is such a, uh, you know, topic of conversation on this podcast. Yeah. Like, it's mostly... It's, it's really less an AFL podcast than more a sock. <laughs> I mean, if there was a sock charts on iTunes, we would be the number one sock-based podcast on the internet i imagine um so yes i am talking through a sock yeah i'm disappointed it's not a bulldogs football sock do you have a bulldogs football sock you can put on it uh i don't think i would have one here because i or maybe wrap the scarf wrap your bulldog scarf around it take the sock off and wrap the scarf over it. i didn't bring any bulldogs merchandise with me because you don't have one in every city like an assassin like wherever you go there's just like hidden under the bed a scarf or a beanie well as you can tell from the fact that we had to improvise together this thing to record the podcast, I don't even have podcast equipment in both places. Well, not enough. I have like two thirds of podcast equipment. I needed to uh, get you to bring a microphone That's and right. a cord. Yeah. And then I realized I didn't have the cord to plug it in my computer to plug it to power the machine. So um, I've taken all the batteries out of the remote controls, yeah. so we're... which will annoy me when I try to rewatch the finale of Fox <laughs> World later tonight. We're skating on thin ice. These are pre-loved batteries so we don't know it's saying full juice at the moment yeah but, but who knows who knows how much Westworld Will's been watching in his apartment and I, and I want to save a little Westworld juice for later <laughs> you know what I mean I can't get another battery we can't run these into the ground and then I can't watch Westworld tonight you know what we should do is just keep an eye on the batteries and if it starts to go down we just talk faster we still do like the same amount of content just real quick <laughs> oh you know what we could do that actually that's a really economical way to do the podcast right just faster we just do it faster and then people listen to it on half speed yeah exactly <laughs> It's the same podcast. We get like double the work done. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. We've got legs. We want to get legs in our back line. Yeah. Just exactly. get pacey. Just run the podcast off the back line. Well, much like uh, the Bulldogs uh, on the weekend. Much like Charlie. the Saints as well, Will. Just oh, seemed to. By the way, hang on. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to football. <laughs> yeah. How good's footy? Wonderful sport. Welcome to Two Guys, One Cup, uh, my favorite podcast that I do out of all my podcasts. For the first time this year, I've been excited to talk about football. Oh, I mean, the whole weekend, there was just so much that was on point for this podcast. Now, firstly, Friday night, I uh, went out for dinner uh, uh, with my girlfriend first, which was good. And, uh, and I had dog second. <laughs> I had not seen her uh, much in the last few days because I've been working a heap. And so it, it was nice to have a really like, you know, nice dinner together, have a catch up. But at the same time, I'm going to admit, Charlie, mm. I had ulterior motives. Oh. 
I knew that the Bulldogs were playing Geelong that night and I had turned down tickets to the game. I had been offered tickets to the game and uh, to a function and a whole bunch of things. And I was like, no, 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 I'm going to go to dinner with my girlfriend because Easier she... when you're out of the finals race. I right. love you, baby. <laughs> yeah. My team's out of the finals race. Let's go to dinner. <laughs> so well, romantic. I'm trying to get some brownie points in because I think we might be good again next year. <laughs> yeah, but, right. Like... <laughs> right. This is your road to the uh, road to a premiership. You're yeah. rebuild. We're re- I'm in a rebuild. Yeah. I'm looking to have some good nights at the footy next year. Yeah. And I'm willing to do the hard work now. I love it. Is it so you're saying you're front-loading the contract? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. I'm front-loading our arrangement when it comes to me enjoying football. Yeah. And it's also like I'm reintroducing it bit by bit. So this was my – that wasn't my plan, but I, it was how it worked out. And I realized after it worked out this way that I was happy that it had, which was we went out to dinner – and then she was so happy that we had had a nice dinner that she said, if you want to watch the football, why don't you watch the football and I'll do some other things. Oh, well done. Were you secretly inside going, good one, Ando. Right. Well done. I felt you're, like I'd, you're home clear. I felt like I'd Stephen Bradbury did a little yeah. bit. Like I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd just right. love to see. I'd, I'd, I'd love to think of you sitting on the couch just like she says, yeah, you want to watch the football and you're just sitting there going, okay, man, you're almost there. Do not freak out. Do not freak out. Just play it cool, daddy Right. I mean, yeah, I did though. Yeah, right. I totally did. I was like, oh, no, no. If you want to watch a movie or something, we can watch a movie. Yeah, why don't we put a romantic comedy? I mean, admittedly, we're playing a team we haven't beaten in nine years. So, I, yeah, again, yeah. we're in a rebuild. Yeah. You know, I'm willing to make this sacrifice. And yeah. she said, no, 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 watch the football. And then this is when I know that she's in a good mood with me watching football, is that she will wander by every now and again and make some hilarious aside about the nature and existence of football predominantly to do with players looks bit of players looks occasionally a comment on the game she'll have heard of someone any suggestion of homoeroticism no there's a lot of commentary on how stupid it is yeah generally the generally the premise if you're going to say what kind of palette does she paint from it is that football is stupid and everybody who enjoys football is stupid (laughs) and then she will Bit by bit, prove her point about... I love that this is your, like, this is your green flag marker. You're like, we're good to go. She's insulting me. She's insulting the game I love. Things are okay. Right. Because it's in front of my face, you know? So if it's just like, if she's given a drive-by to football on the way, that means... It's okay. I'm enjoying you watching football. Watch more football. Take the fact that... Take that same scene out. You're watching the footy. She comes in. She makes jokes about how stupid it is, how stupid people are for liking football. Replay the same scene, but the TV's off. She just comes in and says that. It's a completely different take on that scene, isn't it? One is abusive. I mean, I, I, won't, I won't lie to you and say the other one hasn't happened. So. <laughs> well, my wife last night uh, tried to, because Michael Chamberlain uh, is staying with me at the moment. He's up here working on a, the weekly. Uh, Tonightly. Uh, tonightly. <laughs> Mike, I'll cut that out. Don't cut it out. <laughs> And uh, Michael, it's like the weekly, but every night. Yeah, Mike, Michael, which is, is their slogan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael famously is a Hawthorne supporter. Yep. And so, like Gemma, Gemma made a comment ages ago when she heard Michael and I talking about football, or me and you talking about football, or any me and my male friends, and she's like, "Oh, I get it. It's so you have something to talk about." I'm like, "What do you mean?" She's like. When you arrive at a party or a barbecue or something, it's a starting off point that requires no actual emotional investment. Yeah, just really. warm it up. Just warm it up. <laughs> just like some arbitrary conversation. It's like, 
you know, don't look at another guy's dick at a urinal. Just sort of like, you know, talk. Keep, keep, keep everything above eye level. You know what I like to think, to use a football analogy? It's the players going out on the field just to have a kick. Yes. So you're trying warming a few... Up. Yeah, you're warming up. You're trying a few bananas from the boundary. You yeah. know, that sort of thing. One bloke hasn't put his shoes on. He's doing drop kicks. Doesn't <laughs> give a shit. So Gemma was listening to us talk about football. And she turned around and she said, like, Hawthorne's won a lot, right? Michael's like, yeah. And she's like, but does that feel any different to Charlie? Like, you know, the Saints in 09 and the Saints in 2010, I felt like they won that. Like, they can hold their heads up high. That's like the same thing, isn't it? And Michael was like, well, no. Like, because any time in my life when I'm feeling blue, I just have to go on YouTube and watch three minutes of highlights and I feel really good again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's like saying to me that, like, when Ray Ma beat me for the gold Logie, <laughs> that I actually really won the gold Logie. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That was my best season. <laughs> Made the eight. Um, so, yeah, it was amazing to watch this round of football. So I got to watch the Geelong Bulldogs game and... Yep. I, I thought it was the best we'd played in, like, a year. Would you like, say it was 2016 form? Well, a, a lot of the commentators yes. said that over and over again. But yeah. it had elements of what made 2016 so good, which was you had a group of kind of mature players mm -hmm. and then you had a bunch of, like, almost like, you know, well, in this case, first-year players, but, like, younger guys who were playing above their ability. To play the way the Bulldogs play, like, everyone has to buy into it. And it's felt like for a while that isn't just what we have been seeing on the field. Yeah. It was so exciting. Like, and the fact that so many of the good players were, you know, first or second year players yeah. was, I just loved it. Like, yeah. you know, I thought Gowers was great. And I, I thought it was great to see Dunkley play so well. And like, then there was just so many, like, I, I thought Shaqie played well. You yeah. know, like I thought Shaqie for where he's at and what he, where he's been, he showed, he was running down the other end, taking a couple of important marks and, mm. you know, kicking really well. And, you know, Boyd played a good game. Like, suddenly you had all these sort of younger players or, yeah. I mean, Richards is unreal. Richards like, looks like a ventriloquist, ventriloquist puppet. No, no, he's like his, da his dad was a ventriloquist puppet and he decided, fuck puppetry, I want to be in the AFL. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? I'm going to grow up and be a real a boy. A real boy. Yeah. <laughs> but he's amazing. <laughs> Like, you know, there's just so much to like. Bond, uh, Bond played great, but... Um, he looks like if Chucky came to life right. and became an AFL, AFL footballer. footballer. It was like, I don't want to be a murdering. You know what? Murderous doll, that's your thing, Dad. But I've got my own dream. <laughs> Chuck Richards. <laughs> exactly. Chucky Richards. I love him. I think he's great. And there just seems to be this, like, general buy-in. Like, it was great to see Dalhouse play. Yeah. I mean, he makes such a difference. But You know what I, oh, I noticed? Mark is Adams. Well, I was literally the thing I was about to say is I reckon he's our absolute linchpin. Would he be your barometer? I think he is. Yeah. I think Marcus Adams is our barometer. I remember the first. He's certainly our anchor. His first game for the Bulldogs yeah. I saw with you was exactly against Freo at Etihad. And I remember being like, who's that guy? This like ready made centre half back. And when he got injured, it was like, I think that, that's a big out because seeing him back there, it makes such a difference when you've got a good centre-half back. Well, also that Marks the way they everything. play back there relies on someone being really sturdy and steady. Yeah. And just he like, looks square too, doesn't he? He just, he just looks like if it goes towards him, he'll get it. Mm. He looks like an adult sometimes playing with children. He looks like he's made out of bricks. Yeah, he does though. <laughs> he like Lego, oblong bricks. He just feels like in some ways, like physically... You know, he's a generation of evolution back. Yeah. You know, he, he has that sort of, you know, 
just bulkiness about him. Yeah. You know, you'd trust him to fix your car, regardless yes. of whether you knew he could fix cars or not. Yeah. If you needed a guy to get your wood, you'd be like, you know, well, ask Marcus. I bet he knows a wood guy. He's an 80s TV cop. Yeah, yeah, very much so. He's sturdy and reliable. Yeah. And, but, he, but he released... the Rockford Files. He releases all those Bare-chested other chested gold medallion. Suddenly then you can have... Like, JJ by himself looks like a lair, right? Yeah. But when JJ's got a big, you know, reliable mate... It's Ren and Stimpy. It's Ren, no, Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> <laughs> but it is like that. Yeah. He... he and Dale Morris, how good's Dale Morris? 35 years old. Um, he's playing with half a fucking knee. He decided not to have surgery. He was just like, ah, I know everybody else gets surgery for this, but I reckon I can just jog it off. <laughs> like, play with a broken back in the grand, grand final. Like, literally the day that he finishes, he'll probably just die. <laughs> like, he'll retire and just his body will go, ah, and just die. He is... He reckons he's going to play again next year, and I, I think he should. He's amazing. You know what I liked about the game was the stakes? Because think about if Harry Taylor had kicked that goal. Which he should have. And this is the other thing about that game is the Bulldogs in the end should have lost. I thought they were the better team all night. I thought it was going to be the scenario. You thought uh, Geelong were the better team? No, I thought the Bulldogs yeah, yeah. were. But the, I thought Geelong should have won. Harry Taylor should have kicked that goal, and they mm. should have won. Right, yeah. And that would have been two weeks in a row of heartbreaking losses. But that was what I picked on the podcast last week. Yeah. It was literally what I asked for. Yeah, yeah. And in that moment, you know, we were talking last week about where we felt like we were with footy and the podcast <laughs> and it's been a theme recently. So, such self-involved wankers. But, this is but at ex- least we have something to talk about at parties. But this is an example of, I reckon, <laughs> the opposite. In that moment, I was faced with the choice, yeah. which was... Do I want my prediction of a narrow loss and the cynical view of let's rebuild through the draft and a better drawer and all those sort of things? Or in this moment, do I really want the Bulldogs to win because I think they deserve to win and like, you know, it'd be good to see them win. And I wanted Harry Taylor to miss that goal. Yeah. So there in is, that moment, I was back as a supporter going, you know what, fuck it. No, I'd rather they just play well now. There is no football supporter alive who wants, who would prefer to see a loss. Even if number one draft pick is on the table... Even when you know your season's done, there is something about seeing them win that is worth more than the speculatives. That other stuff is what you console yourself with. I know all about consolation. I know all about rebuilds. So I like if I've only seen what three wins this year, and each one of them I've watched every replay, every commentary, every angle. You know, I'll I'll consume as much media as I can. We beat fucking Gold Coast (laughs) by one point, two points. And I treated it like we just won a final. It's worth it. Yeah, but I mean, the Saints had a much better win on the... So, this, this is the other thing yeah. that has reinvigorated my love of football, Charlie. Is We'll get to the Saints yeah. because that's your story to tell. Yeah. But this it's one's, going to sound a lot similar yeah, to your story. But this one's mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Melbourne. So, I don't know yeah. why... I hate, I don't know why I'm barracking for Melbourne to be like to you know promise a lot and then disappoint. But yeah. if that's what you're barracking for, if that's the storyline you want to see unfold, yeah, it is bringing me a bit of joy. It feels like that when we had that discussion initially about Melbourne being the new sort of Cobra Kai overtaking GWS, yep. I thought maybe we were outliers with that. But it seems the general public 
all has, and every commentator all has the same opinion. There's that fig jam quality about that club. Now, the thing is, I, like you, have been reveling in every loss. And after this loss, I thought it would be good to kind of like, you know, read a few threads, see what Melbourne supporters are saying, but, but it wasn't. Why? It was sad. Oh, really? It was really sad. I oh. actually felt bad for them. Like I kind of didn't take, because there was not one. What do they say? What, what, what's their, like, what are they sad oh, about? Oh man, like it's, it's like having a friend who just nothing goes right for them. Like, you know, they're, they're on their way to the job interview and the car breaks down and then they're late for the interview and blah, that turns out the guy interviewing is actually like, you know, their ex-girlfriend's dad. And it's, just, and it's like they get a little bit ahead and then something always drags them back. There was that kind of resigned, different to the Richmond kind of self-loathing this one there's a lot of like really angry we're fucked we're always going to be fucked who are we even kidding like you know blah 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 and then there was just a whole bunch of people who were just like numb numb it was sad it was i didn't get as much joy out of it as, as i thought i would i was rubbing my hands together waiting to hear waiting to read but yeah no what wasn't great <laughs> i mean <laughs> i feel like i can enjoy it for a little bit more <laughs> Yeah. I feel like I'm not quite there. I understand all, all that intellectually. Yeah. And I understand that my pleasure that I derive from this happening to them is irrational. Because there are plenty of Melbourne players that I really like. Yeah. And you're absolutely right, Charlie. They've got a quite tragic story. And it's not really their own fault. And they've promised a lot. And like, I shouldn't be reveling in it. Really, mm. I'm looking for a replacement for Richmond. Yeah. And I've decided they're my replacement. But it's, and so it's maybe different I'm too- to Richmond-y though, don't you think? Because disappointing, there's not much goodwill behind it. Like there was affection behind Richmondy. Right. Disappointing feels like, I don't know, man. It's 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 like it's like having a friend who you know got rich quick, like sold a startup or something, and you're right. kind of like you're strutting around, dude. Like you know you did something, but you, you know you got lucky. <laughs> And this won't last. Like, not everyone wants an app about matching cute hats with your dog. Actually, that's a great idea. We should fucking copyright two guys, one cup. <laughs> two dogs, one hat. <laughs> Our new business. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think there's just something about... There's just a distrust of it, you know? Like, there's something that's not likable. It, it feels like they gamed the system a bit with all those... Draft picks Draft and picks. stiffs and stuff. I think, so. there's, I think that there is some amount of my ill will mm. goes towards like the tanking stuff, right? Yeah. But again, that's that you're clinging to straws to find things to, to really dislike. Hate. Yeah. I think that there is a, a touch of the Oliver and Petrarca, yeah. you know, arrogance yeah. that rubs people up the wrong way. That they they really did act a little bit like they were much better They're, than they. They, they remind me of West Coast 0506. Yeah. I mean, definitely brilliant superstars and some guys you like, but there seems like a, a fairly big ratbag kind of element too. Yeah. Whether it's just on the field, I'm not suggesting anything's happening off the field, but just that on-field persona. Right, yeah. And, and, and you know what? Could be the nicest people in the entire world. Yeah, probably are. Probably are. I mean, Max Gorn is the most likeable. Well, again. So that counteracts a lot Max of... Max Gorn is incredibly likeable. Yeah. And, you know, there are so many players, that, like, you know. Viney's likeable. Viney is likeable, right? You know, um, uh, Brayshaw's Tom, likeable. Tom Bug, mm, not so yeah, much. Okay, yeah, no, Tom Bug. So, yeah, there's a mixture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you see the Richmond Swans game? Uh, I saw not all of it, but I saw enough of it. It was a cracker. I mean, Richmond are so good. Like, 
I'm not, the, you know, not the first podcast to talk about it, but just that kind of what's going on with those guys, the, how much fun they are having playing football. Like, do you see that um, uh, Jack Higgins gave like one of the quarter time addresses? Like, they all huddled around him, and you, the looks on all the faces of Richmond players are all just like cracking up. He does jokes. Is Every that what it game, is? He comes up with a joke and tells the players a joke, and he did an interview about it. And he says that because he starts on the bench, like he, he takes the time while he's sitting on the bench to like come up with his joke. Come up with jokes. It's yeah. not, so it's not just telling him, he's writing jokes. He's writing jokes <laughs> mid-game because he starts on the bench. That's how much fun Richmond are having. Uh. The Jack Higgins who's played like three and a half has games. Has got time to write a tight 30 like, minutes. You know what? I'm going to work on my stand-up as well. Because <laughs> in his head, he's saying, look, if I you know play every game this year and I write a minute of stand-up, yeah. end of the year I got 22, properly 25 minutes, that's right. a TV special. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got like pre-season to work on it, tighten it up, get yeah. it ready for the comedy festival. <laughs> so that's what he was doing. He was telling him a joke. Telling him a joke. Oh, fuck. Does it every game. Someone, we have to like, how do that's we... That's how much how fun we, Richmond are having. How do, we, how do we find out what he said? Like someone's got to be writing this down or recording well, it or something. Well, if he's coming up with it, on the bench, I like to think it's something. Is it like Eminem style? He's writing in his hand. Yeah. Well, I what I like to think it is. It's like he's taking stuff from the day. Yeah. Like the reason he doesn't yeah, come like, up with yeah. a joke beforehand. It's like, is what he's is making it with Belgium pose? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's doing like specific running backwards to go forward, so that you know it's new. Yeah. He's doing some local. You know how sometimes you see players run out and they'll have like, you know, lead strong or something written on their hand to remind themselves about play. I'd love it if he's just got like two blokes walking to a bar. Yeah. <laughs> Open strong, close strong. Yeah. Just stand up notes. Yeah. yeah. Make them think. <laughs> Jack Higgins stand up comedy special. Yeah. I, well, I mean, look. Jack the Joker Higgins. I'm not sure that we should be necessarily demanding they mic the joke segment because it might it might destroy our love of... No. I think, <laughs> I think right. us imagining what the joke is and what amuses them all might be better than the, the reality of... Oh, don't sell the man short. Imagine if it is like some of the most scintillating political satire. <laughs> like, can you imagine... I mean, what's going on with As those? Henry Kissinger said, <laughs> a demarcation point can't be divided between two nations. Oh, that's what Dusty's laughing at. Fine, socioeconomic humour. Ah, oh, the political discourse in this lad is brilliant. <laughs> and I said, who are you? Boutros, Boutros, Garley? <laughs> Dusty's just like doubled over. UN former UN leaders is like a real sweet spot for Dusty. Uh, uh, I'd love that to be the case. I'd love if he also like. I think they have to implement a rule of the AFL. If he's going to do that every game, they have to turn off the lights to the ground. He gets a spotlight, a spotlight. and they put up a little brick wall behind him. <laughs> the Adelaide Crow, Crows players come in and do the wall. Yeah, <laughs> behind him. He's got to put on his tracksuit top, but roll up the sleeves like an eighties comedian. <laughs> Uh, Jack Revolt, 
after the game, you might have seen this quote going around because you know he took 16 contested marks, was best on ground. It was the best and game I'd ever seen. I think seen it was Tom play. Morris asked him a question: "Was that the best game you've ever played?" <laughs> and Jack's gone. Well, I did kick 11 in one game, mate. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I don't know. I reckon I, I didn't see that game when he kicked 11, but yes, we did. Did we? We, we watched it here. Did we? Yeah, I remember because I was I drove around here and he'd kicked two or three. And what I got, when I came, by the time I got here, he'd kicked like another four goals. So he was yeah, just like, right. right, we watched the last quarter together. Because I remember we had this whole conversation. It would have been like, what, six, seven years ago, where we're saying, isn't it great? Because he was such a chest out, cocky, like center half forward. Like, it's good to see like a dude just doing that, like, you know, running around high five and everyone. I, um, for, I completely forgotten that. So there you go, Jack. Not memorable. <laughs> Tell a few jokes I might remember. Yeah, exactly. Where's your stand-up set? I know. You, well, they're all entertainers. He's, he's singing, singing with the he's fucking made, killers. He's got time for comedy. He's well, this is what inspired Jack Higgins. Yeah, right. Jack Higgins is like, who you been inspired by in the off-season? He's like, well, I love what, uh, you know, Jack did with the killers, so I'm going to try my hand at stand-up. I love that. That's like, that. that's Dimmer's new game plan, is every player has to have a second job, but it's got to be in entertainment. In entertainment. It's better for the club's brand. So Jack Higgins is doing the comedy festival. He's yeah. doing his debut. That's what he's working up his material for. He's yeah. going to do like a Richmond theme, like Danny McGinley did Bulldogs Bannerman. Yeah. Jack Higgins is going to do like a Richmond theme stand-up comedy show called uh, Yellow and Jack. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it's the most specialty area, pun titles for comedy shows. Yeah. Um, and yeah, dude, like jokes about the AFL. That'd be unreal. I'd totally be into it. Who else in that team then could go into... Well, what would Dusty do? What kind of entertainment would you have Dusty in? I mean, it comes to mind... Well, he's like, already doing... No, he's doing those live shows. He does those... Like, are they like Chopper tours? <laughs> the, the Chopper spoke Yeah, it's tours. him, Chopper and Roger Rogerson. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dusty does these like nights at Crown, which are kind of... A night, an evening with Dusty? Like, an evening with like, Dusty. I'd love it if that was like an old school like Dean Martin 1950s Vegas show where like the poster is just black and white... Dusty wearing a tuxedo, loose tie, like smoking a cigarette martini glass. So that's Dusty comes out and tells like showbiz <laughs> stories with singing in between. <laughs> um, it, it, uh, it is kind of like that. It's not obviously that, but it's, it's, a, it's like a he tells stories or it's in conversation with. I think Husey might have hosted one of them. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's obviously the, the, key to, uh, the key to it is. Well, because Ralph Carr's like a showbiz manager. Yes. Yeah, he's course. Tina Arena's yeah. manager. So, yeah, Dusty's, Dusty's singing backup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> On Hotel Sorrento. What's the song called? <laughs> Sorrento Moon. Sorrento Moon. Which would you be able to see from the Hotel Sorrento? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so Richmond are really good, obviously. Yeah, and still the team to beat easily. Didn't, didn't. How did you see Rioli's goal? That thing where he just like scooped, well, took the mark, one handed scoop style, then turns around, just snaps it over his shoulder. Like, that's, that's why I think everyone gets a Rioli. It's the only fair way to do it. We all get a Rioli. It's the bold decision-making we need for, to see from the AFL. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get people interested in the game again? Every team gets a Rioli. Yeah. Imagine at the end of the season, if Andrew Dimitri, like, <laughs> oh, sorry, Andrew Dimitri, <laughs> Andrew they brought Andrew Dimitri back <laughs> to announce this. If Gillian McLaughlin came out at the end of the season and said, and, uh, I've just killed Andrew Dimitri, <laughs> I've got an announcement to make. He won't be bothering us again. Gil, yeah. that's what? The press room is like, what? And what I'd like to say is, that's not the craziest thing you're about to hear. 
So, hang on. You've just admitted to the murder of Andrew Demetrio, and that's not the craziest thing? No. Buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> Hold my beer. Are you drinking? <laughs> At work. <laughs> just two ties all loose. His hair's a bit mussed up. <laughs> oh, full of blood. <laughs> yeah. Like Andrew Demetrio's blood. <laughs> Just like a bloody handprint on his shirt, a defensive mark. Yeah, but it drags down. <laughs> he just walks in with a brown paper bag, like it's all greasy and stuff, and puts it on the podium. And he starts telling a story, and everyone's like, "What are you? What's, are you serious?" And he's gone. Just opens a bag, pulls out his severed head. Look at this. Gaze upon him, for he is slain. <laughs> It's like, wow, power's really gone to Gil's head. <laughs> Crush your enemies. <sighs> uh, oh. but what, so, so now that I've got your attention. Everyone gets a Rioli. Everyone gets a Rioli. Everyone's like, well, that's not the craziest thing we've heard today. <laughs> Question, are you now eating his head? <laughs> yes. His blood makes me strong. It keeps me virile. That's why I'm so tall. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so we're back in the same oh, room. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You've broken me. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, yeah. everyone gets a real. Everyone gets a real. <laughs> That's the point is, every team gets a real. Oh, I'd like to see Jack Higgins do better than that fucking five minutes we just did there. <laughs> we should try to get Jack Higgins on the podcast. Maybe he could be our guest at our... We should try to get Jack Higgins, if we do the show with uh, Michael and... Uh, uh, Rosie, Rosie again. Yeah, that's a great idea. So if we do a junk time crossover the day after the grand final... Chances are Richmond just won a fucking premiership. Yeah. Let's see if we can like get, get him on Jack for a type five. Too far. Yeah. We'll get a brick wall, order in a brick wall, get him a little suit that he can push the sleeves up on. Yeah. Tie, spotlight. <laughs> can he do it like an like a Bill Hicks where he's like smoking and pacing the stage? Stuff that really makes you think. Yeah. Straps on a ponytail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what other games? Uh, what, what, what about the buddy? Fr- we should talk about um, from the Swans Richmond game, the because uh, we talked about Lance versus Rance last week when we did the podcast. Yeah, um, enthralling. So that was amazing. But and like Buddy was not great, but still good. Yeah. You know, still really good. Still could have been the difference. Is it the number one rivalry, or is it? Every centre half forward, like a Tex Walker or whoever, comes up against Alex Rance. That's a rivalry. Is there something special about Lance v Rance? Yeah, and not just that it rhymes. No, it's the best centre half forward and the best, you know, centre half back, like or whatever the positions they actually play. But yeah. like, you know, the, the the and the closest in, particularly in this modern day game, where you just kind of let a guy play on another guy. It was good. It was really good. What did you think of the Buddy Franklin? What did you think of Alex Rance? When he fucking throat butted Buddy Franklin's fist, <laughs> uh, I think Buddy seems to do these kind of things a, a lot. lot. Remember when he bumped Ben Cousins and stuff? And it's like the dude is six foot six and yeah. quick. 
Like, it must be hard to slow down all those spinning limbs at the same time. You know what I mean? I don't know, because he seems incredibly skillful and accurate at all times. <laughs> so it feels to me like some of it's on purpose. Oh, really? Yes. Maybe he's a good actor. I don't know. To me, it always looks accidental. He doesn't seem like a mean dude. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea, like, yeah. you know, what he's like. I, But I... I think that there's a yeah, a bit where he's just like, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> and they're not going to suspend me because I'm Buddy Franklin. Yeah, and I've people got, love I've me. Got, I've, I've got photos of Gil McLaughlin murdering Andrew Demetrio. <laughs> they're never going to suspend me. Yeah, I caught him in the act. Knocked on the door. He's halfway through the job. I told him I'd keep it under my hat, but I could never get suspended again. He agreed quickly and then continued to cut off Andrew's head. I watched for a bit. I felt a bit sick. Put it on my Instagram live. And then I went home. Had a nap. It was a nice nap. Now here I am to play football for the Sydney Swans. <laughs> that was the last journal entry of Buddy Franklin before he and Gil McLaughlin mysteriously disappeared. Police suspect that Gil has taken Buddy hostage and is now driving across state lines. We cut now to our reporter in the air. We are following the motorcade. Gil is firing at police. It's Tom, Tom Brown hanging from a helicopter. Yeah. He appears to be heading towards the Gold Coast because it's the best place to hide if you're involved in the AFL. No one will know who they are. Hey, Matt Damon will know who they are. Fucking hell, man. Gold Coast get all the big stars. Matt Damon, Dolph Lundgren, basically anyone who's working at Warner Brothers on the Gold Coast. Yeah, but you know what? What? Good on them. Like, this is what the Gold Coast is all about. Yeah, We've man. talked about Let's this before. Let's just get whatever celebrities are coming through. Yeah. Get them to... Be, all the Logies people should have been there. Yeah. Why didn't they just invite, like, all the Logies people? You're up there for the Logies. Just if you're on television, free entry if I'm you're sure, on TV. I'm, I'm sure they probably did. Oh, okay. Did they just not go? Well, yeah, probably. Well, tell them Matt Damon's there. Yeah. I bet you 75% of people... Like, you got to say to Matt Damon, you're like, Matt, thanks for coming. It's nice to have you here. If possible... Could we introduce you to 75 Australian television personalities? Yeah. And Matt's like, a good guy. He's like, yeah, cool. I'll just say a quick hello or whatever. You get 75 people who are going to the A meet and greet. For a meet and greet with Matt Damon. Yeah. And then get all those 75 celebrities to take photos and post it on social media. Right. Bang. Gold Coast are a hot you know, team. Give yeah. them all a scar. Tony Cochran, give us a bloody call. We've got some ideas. Exactly. If you have a time machine. Well, no. but get the, back. the Logies are there again next year. I'm oh, you're saying, talking, oh, you're talking long plan. Well, I'm just saying now, you know you know this opportunity might arise. You know yeah. that Matt Damon's a supporter of the club. Yeah. Don't have to go to fucking China to make this shit work. I mean, if you're the celebrity who's coming to town and you get the invite from some PR company or whatever and they say you've got to wear the scarf, like how much research do you put into that? If it's you, like just say you go to America and some gridiron team wants you to come to a game. Oh, do you like... Do you wear the scarf? Well, I might look at it to see if it has Make sure there's not like a white, white nationalist. Yeah, a guy in like a white hood. <laughs> yeah, upside down crucifix. Hang on, is your... Yeah. Hang on, is your logo a burning cross? <laughs> is that? Yeah. Where the Pennsylvania swastikas. <laughs> yeah. I'd check a little. I guess I'd check a little. I'd do a precursory sort of look. Yeah. And I'd make sure their name wasn't something like the Washington Redskins or whatever. But Well, you've gone to a new country and supported like a team from scratch. 
How was like you, who did you pick the LA Clippers, right? Yes. And how? What was the reasoning behind that? Because they're red, blue, and white. Yeah, I do that too. And um, I wore a kilt in Scotland, and I picked it because it was red, white, and black. Right. <laughs> what yeah. a dick. No, makes sense. Yeah. It's like a St Kilda kilt. <laughs> yep. And St Kilda is in Scotland. The right. actual St Kilda. It's a St Kilda. Nah. Hey. Good one. Come on, it's wordplay. I bet you on the Isle of St Kilda, that's what the kilt shop's called. Right. <laughs> Um, so yeah no, Gold Coast So Matt Damon Went to a game of football mm. no, it, was on, it wasn't a bad game of football Collingwood A second on the ladder Charlie Collingwood The Collingwood Magpies I feel Nathan like Nathan Buckley's Collingwood Magpies Are second on the AFL ladder I just A few people have pointed it out to me And I'm just I feel like I just Don't want to acknowledge it I Do don't you know, know where their backs are? Nowhere near the fucking wall Yeah I feel like we had a hand in this We were very dismissive of them Did you see Bucks' little joke? On the weekend? Uh, what was his joke? He texted after the end of the round. He's like, good thing we made all those rule changes. Wait, what? <laughs> I think Jack Higgins sent it to him to put on Twitter. <laughs> Jack's, Jack's writing for other people. Well, in, in light of what you told me last week about him being all like zen now and stuff, I was yeah. like, that is a humorous wry side of Nathan Buckley that maybe he feels okay about letting out on Twitter now. Also, when your team's won 13 games, you can probably make some, make some jokes. Yeah, it's don't think of... Brendan Bolton or Alan Richardson is, are allowed to do that. No, not at this stage. But no. Richo, you know, Richo's only a couple of good games away from fucking being able to roll out a tight five again. <laughs> and you know what? He actually no, that's not true because Richo got a little bit of that sort of, you know, lucky. Like when when the Saints won for the first time, it was a bit of a lucky. Well, not oh, lucky, but Gold it was Coast. A, right. It was, was a, a close second win, yeah, and it was. You know, like it could have gone either way. Yeah, you know? we were thirty-nine points down in the last quarter. Right, exactly. So he got to do a bit of comedy out of that. Yeah, he got to immediately be like, Phew, you know, good, because like everyone's now like, oh, you're not losing your job. We can have a bit of fun with it again, and he can kind of be like, hey, we won one. But now he's like three or four good games away from being able to do some actual, you know, yeah, fronting up, be to, happy. Fronting up to three sixty must have been a challenge this year because we were so. Woeful. I saw an interview with Jay Gresham after the game. He was probably best on ground, kicked four goals. And uh, in a 90-second interview, he said the word pleasing three times. And I'm like, you fucking suck. You suck up no, to the coach. No, that's, that's a sign the coach's message is yeah. finally getting through. <laughs> or it's a sign of play me next week, coach. I'm using, I'm using the key vernacular. Yeah, well, but maybe that's the key indicators, you know, when they talk about the fact that the boys have been good at training. Yeah. Like, you know, they're going and going, well, they're running, you know, records over the hundreds. Well, you know, we're getting a lot of, you know, you know, time into their legs. And out there, we've been doing the word monitoring and the instances of pleasing are way through the roof. Like 30% up on last training. Boys are really getting behind the message. It's pleasing. Uh, what do you reckon of Port Adelaide? Beat Carlton in Simo's 300. So I'm, I like him and I have no, none of those weird other emotions that I have with say like Melbourne or GWS or I'm kind of okay for their success. I don't, there's no one I hate in that side. Charlie Dixon's really, I don't know, whatever he did to change his face, it's working. I don't mind him anymore. I like the way they play. I think they've got depth. You know, I'm happy to see them maybe go top four. I haven't. Really thought about any further than that, but I'm okay with them being top four. Yeah, no, I agree. Port Adelaide are putting together a good season, and I think they'd be a entertaining team to see amongst the mix of it at the end of it. I don't think they'll go the whole way, but I think they could. Did you forget Lindsay Thomas was still playing? I thought well, he, he retired. Hasn't, he hasn't been playing. 
So he's back a bit now. Like, I mean, he was out for a bit. Yeah, I know, but I'd completely forgotten, forgotten that, that he, he got a lifeline. I thought he, his career was over and it was done. It was kind no. of like when we retired uh, Jesse White yeah. <laughs> until he actually retired. We retired him two years in a row until he retired. Well, Some I, might call that harassment. Um, I, I like that game. Oh, so I discovered on the weekend, because yeah. uh, I went back to Hayfield to see they had a game back in Hayfield. Uh, oh, you went to country footy. I went to country oh, footy. Oh, what is it like? I love country footy. So in the rain. Oh, I old bus, school country footy. I caught a bus down to Hayfield. No well, shit. Well, no, to Terralgan. <laughs> like what? A fucking limo bus? <laughs> no, well, funny. Well, no. So I caught the bus. I was going to catch but the you train. you bought a ticket and you caught the bus. Well, I did it on my Mikey because... You! What, what I thought you had an aversion to public transport. No, Amy does. Oh. Amy's embarrassed when I take public transport. Right. So she calls it commuting suicide. She <laughs> hates it. But I... <laughs> commuting suicide. Yeah. Clever. But I... Jack, um, got a joke for you. <laughs> <laughs> Next time it's uh, rush hour, send this one out. People will love it. So, Can we be joke writers? That's what we should do. We should write some jokes for Jack Higgins to do. Oh, but what if they went badly? What if he was like, tune in tonight? Uh, <laughs> I'll do your fucking... I'll do your Gil McLaughlin murdered <laughs> Andrew Dimitriou bit. Uh, um, so... Uh, you have country footy. Country footy. So I caught the bus down. My mum came and picked me up in Trelga. <laughs> This story's getting better and better, yeah? So I went to the... Well, because I was going to catch... She had a glass of cordial for you? The train was off. So they'd been replaced by buses. Right. So I didn't intend to catch the bus. I wanted to catch the train. Right. Um, But it was a coach. And uh, there was only five people on it when I got on it in the morning. And then three of them got off at Warrigal, which meant for the last, like, hour of the drive... It was just me and one other person and like the driver on the bus, which yeah. felt a little unnecessary, but um, <laughs> you felt like you were inconveniencing someone. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, my mum came and picked me up in Geraldine and we went to see um, the country footy. We went to see Hayfield play Cower. And what are their mascots? So the Hayfield are the kangaroo. And, uh, oh, so Cower are the Saints. Okay. Yeah, so they play in the Saints colours and, and uh, Hayfield are colours. the kangaroos. Right. Although we used to sing the Carlton theme song, I think. Which was bizarre. Um, we How'd it are, go? I think we were like, we are the kangaroos. We are the old... <laughs> White and blue No, kangaroos. maybe that's not true. Maybe right. I'm remembering that Okay. Wrong. But um, uh, so I had not been there in 25 years or something. And uh, we sat in the car, mum and I. Oh, honk the horn? Uh, honk the horn. Like pulled the, pulled the car up to the fence. Love it. And it was raining. So it was like... But the reason that they were having the day was that, um, well, there was two reasons we were there. One, a bunch of guys who played in the AFL. So Adrian Cox, um, David Wojcicki, uh, Lee Brown, um, someone else I'm missing off the top of my head. But anyway, they, oh, Mark Stevens couldn't play because he's, uh, he's an ex-bugger. But, so they've got four guys from Hayfield right. who, who'd played AFL. And so they were having, they'd never all played together or they hadn't played together since they were all kids or whatever it was. So yeah. they, were, they were all playing for Hayfield. But just in the regular comp. That's awesome. Like they just got, I guess, dispensation or whatever it yeah. is to go back and all of them play, you know. Yeah. And so anyway, like one of them hurt himself like one minute in and like one, <laughs> like, you know. They were, but they were still pretty dominant. So was it, it was it like a Masters 
uh, age group? Like no, it was regular. So this is just the right, regular so team, right? The so seniors. they were just having a day in the seniors where yeah, they right. brought back these how, four how guys. How old are those guys? Would Jinsky be like mid thirties? And right? he'd be the youngest of them, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're bringing out the bones. Well, it was like a few guys from the EJ Witten game just wandered into a regular game of AFL. Yeah, right. But they were still kind of good enough that they were... Yeah, they never lose it completely. Yeah, and they were still better than everyone, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. So... Um, Hayfield got up. <clears throat> Hayfield got up, played well. And uh, yeah, and then I watched... Um, my brother was coaching the Oskick, the yeah, right. kids. And so they came out and played. What's your brother's coaching style? Like, which AFL coach does he most closely resemble? Well, he coaches and umpires. Right. So he just stands. You know what he's like? He's like um, he's like Marcus Adams. Right. So he's just this like man mountain rock in yeah. the middle of all these little kids. So like a Scott brother kind of that sort of like. Yeah, but but what he does is he has that thing where he just kind of has an ability to move slowly, but it feels like. You know, like he's in control the whole time. So he right. just stands in the middle. Calm. He knows all the kids' names, which I find incredible. That was the thing that I I'm getting more of a Bucks vibe then. More of a Bucks vibe? Yeah, maybe. King of the kids. King of the kids. Yeah. Like the kids love him. And yeah. it's very much, he's, you know, he just grabs the ball and throws it over his shoulder or just calls out two people and makes them go up against each other or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, the thing that impressed me the most though was like his kid kicked two goals and all these sort of things. But I was just like, you knew all those kids' names. There was like 16 kids and you knew who all of them were. I could not stop banging on about it. I was like, I can't remember 16 people in my life's names. Speaking of coaches, it's been bugging me for a couple of years now who Chris Fagan, Dennis Pagan, Dennis Fagan, Chris Pagan reminds me of. Oh, yeah. And I've worked out who it is. He reminds me of Jack Lemon in Glen Gary, Glen Ross. Oh. You know, the kind of harried businessman who's like, oh, geez, oh, God, I gotta get a win, you know, oh, geez, you know, come on, oh, I'll play something up forward, I'm get a win. You know, he's got that kind of like, ah, oh, he's agitated middle aged man, like, oh, come on, my wife's gonna kill me if I can. He's, he's Gil from The Simpsons. The Gil from The Simpsons. <laughs> you, do you know what I mean? Old Gil. Yeah, he's got that Old kind of Gil energy. Old Gil Fagan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Loosening his tie all the time. They were good though, Brisbane. Yeah, real good. They were really good. Or Fremantle were terrible. I'm not sure. A I bit of both. Um, you know, uh, when you lose Sandlands and Fife, that's a big chunky team. Yeah. But you are losing to the bottom team. They look good though. I actually objectively thought Brisbane looked good. I mean, they're hitting targets and stuff. It wasn't like a particularly scrappy game. It was fairly high scoring for them. Dane Beams was good again, I saw. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't say the game. Our favourite baby saw. giraffe, Hipwood. Uh, he played well, did he? Yep. He's up the ground a bit more. I liked it. They've got, I mean, they've, they've got a really good list, like a really good young list. And they're still like bottom. So if they get another number one draft pick and this kid that everyone's talking about, his name rhymes with something. Can't remember. Um, Bumthing? <laughs> Jacob Bumthing. He's <laughs> going number one. Yeah, the West Australian. And number two in the West draft. <laughs> number one and number twos. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, it's good to be yeah. back in the same room. <laughs> this kind of energy doesn't happen over Skype. <laughs> Some people are like, get back on Skype, even if you're in different rooms. So our favourite player, Nat Fife. Hang on, can we just pause? Oh. I need to grab another beer. Sure. Uh, All right. Any other games? I hope you oh, enjoyed that Nat discussion, Michael. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Michael. <laughs> don't put that in. I don't think we discussed anything off the record, though. No, but don't put it in. Don't put it. Please don't. Um, so, uh, tell me, sir, Nat Fife. Nat Fife. 
our favorite player, we had a, a listener message us and say we should do a segment called NetLife. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. L-Y-F-E. Yeah, I like it. Which I think is great. Um, what a bummer. Like, although his injury may give rise to some interviews, he might have more time on his hand, we may get more content out of this. I would like to see that because I think in some ways the thing that I'm least interested in about Nat Fife now is he's playing. Yeah. Now I'm interested in Nat Fife's thoughts. Yeah. That's what I want to know. I want to know more about the brain behind the man that is Nat Fife. Nat's life, man. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> That's a good name for a column. Can we Google anything about – can you just Google Nat Fife and see if he's made any comments about his injury or something right, like that? What's the top? What's our? You know what? I, what's the, this week's top Nat Fife news? If Nat Fife, if Nat Life had a yep. theme, I think it'd be like a kind of like. Doom, ba, doom, boom, ba, boom, doom, doom. Will Minson comes in. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of jazz. Yeah, Will Minson playing jazz is the sort of thing you would find at like a Hansel esque. What I imagine his <laughs> yeah. Hansel esque lifestyle. Yeah, as we've is. discussed, his apartment with a half pipe. Yeah, exactly. Sherpas, Will, Will Minson's in the corner talking to a Sherpa, playing some jazz occasionally. Uh, okay, there's a lot of stuff about his injury in the news. I'll see if he if he comments on it. Yeah, let's pull up a news story. Tell us. I, I'd like to know anyway what his injury status okay. is. Give, give right. me a report. All right, so. Nat Life update. Fremantle captain Nat Fife suffers a nasty hamstring injury against Brisbane. This is from the Fox Footy website. Okay. Matt Barmer is the author. Fremantle star Nat Fife has suffered a suspected hamstring injury in the second quarter of the Dockers' clash with Brisbane. Fife went to ground midway through the second quarter, making a handball to a teammate before he immediately clutched his right hamstring. Did you see it? Does it identify whether he knew the teammate he was handballing to his name or not? (laughs) He referred to the teammate as quick hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out that guy's surname actually is quick hands. So that's like, no, that's actually his name. It's Swedish, I believe. Jorgen quick hands. Jorgen quick hands. <laughs> the Dockers champion has averaged 30.5 disposals this year and was the favourite in the 2018 Brownlee medal before being suspended for striking Collingwood's Levi Greenwood in round 11. Okay. They're not even going to try and do a test with him. He's waved the trainers off. Hawthorne, great Ben Dixon told Fox Footy. Oh, this must be like a recent <laughs> one. This, you know, they, they throw up at halftime or something. Fremantle has lost Rockman Aaron Sandlands. We're calf concerned, blah, blah, blah. Huge story here with Nat Fife. He's done. He's gone straight off. So they're just commenting on what okay. Pavlich said. I'll see As if I can goes. find a... Yeah, give us an update. I want to know what one. the situation on his hamstring is now. Have they done the test? They would have done the test by now. Um, oh, here know. we go. Fife and good spirits. Okay. I can imagine Fife's in good spirits because he's sitting around like he's got one of those Buddhist like prayer bowls, you know. There's like three of his friends are sitting around, shirtless, like silk scarves and stuff, you know. There's some incense and meditating, you know. He's doing one of those sand pictures that you immediately erase. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they have a more culturally appropriate name than that, by the way. Sand Garden. Fife in good spirits. Nat Fife has emerged in good spirits after injuring his hamstring in Fremantle's 55-point loss to Brisbane, according to fellow yep. leader. He's in good spirits because he doesn't have to play for Fremantle <laughs> next week. <laughs> Fremantle endured a tough day at Optus Stadium with both Fife and Aaron Sandlands succumbing to injury. Sandlands didn't start the game after hurting his calf in the warm-up. Uh, Brisbane got the jump early with a four-goal to one opening turn. Cam Rainer kicked the opening goal. He looks good. He does, doesn't he? Doesn't he? He's got... I mean, I know the Dusty comparison's not new, but he's got a bit of the Dusties about him. Bit of a fend-off. Yeah, no, a bit of... Um, and again, 
you know, it makes me feel bad that I judge the Melbourne arrogance because he definitely has a cockiness about the way he plays, but I like it. Yeah. Okay. Here's a, here's a, good, here's a, good, here's a good insight. Uh, Walters didn't want to make excuses for the loss of Sandilands or Fife with Fremantle struggling to cover for their players. We can't rely on Aaron or Fifey. Fifey? Fifey. I mean, it makes sense, right? On Nat. Natty. I would have called him. Life. I would have called him Fifo ah. because he flies in, flies out. <laughs> we may need to make sure that as a group we step up and play our role. It starts from the front. The leaders, blah 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 blah. We can't just rely on Sandy and Fife. Well, yeah, I th- think you can. <laughs> They're pretty fucking good. Yeah, no, that's the problem that you do exclusively rely on them. Despite being ruled out for the game, Nat Fife came out onto the grounds to talk with the players <laughs> and ask if they could give directions to his helicopter. <laughs> He offered Michael Walters a nice $10 note <laughs> to he go fetch his, his car for him. He played his favourite game he plays with the boys. <laughs> Guess who? <laughs> Five came out to the ground in a very expensive trench coat to talk. <laughs> <laughs> he adjusted his fashionably crafted movement sunglasses <laughs> after he bought the company. He and his brother grew tired of expensive Sunglass. <laughs> All right, sorry. You know what the problem is, you know, with Nat Five, is that he just wants to cut out the middleman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're cross-pollinating with our other podcast. Uh, despite being ruled out for the game, Five came out to the ground to talk with the players after half-time and was also present at the three-quarter time huddle. He's like, you reckon Jack Higgins is funny? <laughs> Listen to this. There once was a man from Anus. <laughs> or like he's trying to be real funny, but he's yeah. like just one of those guys who just can't be. Yeah. And then I said, and then I said, no, my tax will be late. <laughs> hey? hey, it's like when you're, uh, it's like when your property investment portfolio gets held up because you're trying to move funds from your helicopter business into your, your private offshore account. Mm-hmm. You get it? <laughs> so I had to find my butler yesterday. What's, what's the deal with cobalt mines in West Africa? <laughs> What's his, his quote is, Fife was in good spirit, so he could okay. have been telling some jokes. Yep. That's what makes him such a good leader. He was encouraging us on the bench, <laughs> telling us to keep going and giving us things to look at, like his stock portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> Explaining to us cryptocurrencies. <laughs> really encouraging. Uh, giving us things to work on during the game. He can lead from the front, even if he's not playing. The end. Okay. That was... That was in the Freo website. That was NatLife. NatLife. This week's edition of NatLife. Um, so can we talk about the Saints? Yeah. It's time to talk about the Saints. <sighs> that was good, man. It was good. It actually, it actually made me feel all right. It made me feel like, okay, if we can be a wrecking ball for the rest of the season, like I don't have to win every game, but if we can just have one more of those kind of wins where we just take the wind out of some final aspirant sales... I'll be okay with that. Like a cooler. Yeah. You yes. Happy to be the cooler. Yes. You got Collingwood coming up. That'd be a good cooler <clears throat> game. We got Collingwood. Yeah. Who else have we got? I don't I know. But uh, yeah, that I. It was the most I've enjoyed a game. We almost fucking lost it too. I mean, that. Let's not overlook that. That last two and a half minutes was insane. We were twenty points up with two and a half minutes to go, and we almost lost it. Yeah, well, the Bulldogs almost lost as well. Yeah. We both, this is what I mean. This <laughs> they was like they a mirrored real, each other. This was actually a really beautiful round of football for yeah. us. We got the luck of the draw for once. Yeah. The bounce went our way. Yeah. And I do believe, like we talked last week about how the ego always makes you the center of like some narrative. And it's ridiculous to say, you know, my 
involvement, my arriving back in Australia, has anything to do with St Kilda winning two in a row. But, Will, come on. I'm back. They're winning. It's all the evidence I need. That, my friend, is science. What if, how many games are left in the season? Uh, so what, round 15? So seven. And how many of the Saints won? Three or four? Three and a half. Okay, so, okay. It's probably... We can't make finals. Mathematically impossible for impossible. them to make the finals. But, okay. So imagine yeah. they make a run for the finals this year and win a whole bunch of games, but they can't make the finals. So one week you don't watch. Yeah. And then they lose that week and you go back to watching and they start winning again. And then all through next season, they only win when you're watching. Yeah. And then on grand final day, yeah. when they win, yeah. and Jaron Geary's up there, getting, getting, Jaron Geary's up there with a, a, a richo who's never been more pleased <laughs> yeah. about anything in his entire life. And they get the status, club statistician out and they go, look, we've been doing some... The membership department's come down, they're all looking at some charts and then they've gone... We've just all the key indicators say that the key thing is that Charlie Clawson has been president at each of our victories. We'd like to invite him up here, Bob Murphy style. It'd be Come amazing. up, Charlie. <laughs> is that how it plays out in your head? Yeah. That's my question. Yeah, definitely. And then at the, the presser after the grand final, I'm sitting in between Richo and Jaron Geary. And after the first seven questions from the journalist asking who Jaron Geary is. <laughs> so hang on, you're the, you're the captain. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, they keep the captain asking, of St Kilda they, Football they, Club. But the thing is, they keep asking you. Yeah, they're like Charlie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you feel like you're under a good thing when you won the toss? No, that was no. I'm not, I'm not, no. I'm an actor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, plus, I'm 40 years old. Like, could not possibly play AFL at my age. Uh, no, he's the captain. Yeah, good one. <laughs> Very funny. You're almost as funny as yeah. Jack Higgins. <laughs> and now a few words from Gil McLaughlin. No, <laughs> don't let him in. He's, he's dragging a sack behind him. We don't want to know. Let me in. I've just been up at a meeting with other codes. You want to see what happens when you try and take on the AFL? Oh, shit. Everyone be quiet. Kills at the door. The whole competition's been ignoring Gil for a year and a half since he went off the rails. We've all just been pretending that it isn't happening. <laughs> the game's in good shape. Let's I not just, rattle the boat. I just like, they just turn the lights off in the presser. Everyone just goes quiet. Shh. You can, I can hear you writing in your notepad. Shut up. You know what? He's got unconventional methods, but he gets the job done. That's the thing I'd say about Kill McLaughlin. Look, here's my honest thoughts about yep. the Saints is that I think it was a bigger loss than we realised losing Revolt and those players, those young players we had just weren't ready to take the step up. So now we know where we're at. We've got a better idea that we are not finals aspirants, like we're still in a rebuild. And I think the good thing is it's made them have to play kids this year and go, okay, well, knowing that's not going to happen this year and may happen next year, but, you know, let's play, be conservative. Who are the kids that are going to take us forward? So they've been playing like Josh Battles, just like, Kid who's played four games, 18, 19 years old. And you know what the Saints really needed? What? Another player whose name started with Joe. <laughs> so it's good that they've finally got. Yeah. Uh, so I reckon, I mean, it'll be interesting what happens at the end of the year because Lithlean's going to clean house. Like, you know, they've already sacked the head of recruiting. I don't know how else is going to go. But I reckon you will see a lot of 
sort of those older players or, you know, fringy players like, you know, Mav Weller or Sam Gilbert or whatever, there'd be a few guys that I think if you get dropped in the next seven weeks, chances are, you know, they're probably going to, they're going to clear out. And I think it's okay. I think that's good. I think, you know, I don't know what's going to happen next year, but I think we've, I was worried we were going to be like this all year, but we've shown enough, I think, in a couple of games now to go, oh yeah, there's something to work with. Even if we don't win again, I think there's enough, like McCartan starting to play well, McCartan, Membry and yeah. Battle actually looked good, you know? So I think, yeah, slightly more optimism. And I will cheer every win like it's a grand final for the next seven <laughs> weeks. Yeah, that's a good position to be in. I think they're going to they're gonna play some good footy, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that we just, A, Revolt is a once-in-a-generation player. And so you take that out, like, it takes a long time to get up to speed. But also, you look at a lot of... T- look what happened to the Bulldogs. Remember when Port Adelaide had their breakout year and then they fell back really badly and there were serious questions? It just sort of happens. I think that... I don't know. I don't feel as bad as I, as I did during the first 14 rounds. I think that also, just the way the game's played now, I think that it's really... I, teams go from looking unbeatable to looking terrible really quickly. And it, it, and it seems to be the nature of the competition is yeah. that, you know, you're just like, oh, no, that team was flying. And then, like, I mean, Essendon. Essendon were terrible mm. for the first half of the season. And now they're unbeatable. Yeah. Lairising. Right. Letting the clock count down. Yeah. So you just never quite know. What was that little hand wave that gesture that he did? You know, Stringer, when he's, you saw the footage, right, where he's letting the clock wind down? Was he waving to someone in the crowd or was he waving to his opponent? I don't know. It Some was creepy. Signal to his girlfriend or something. <laughs> Post-match celebration. Do you think people will be able to hear us? It is absolutely pissing down here. We've got the roof on, though. We've got the roof on. <laughs> it's okay. But it's, uh, it, it could be very loud. You can hear, right? You can hear us? I can hear it through the microphones. Through, yes. Okay. Oh, no, I can hear us and the rain. Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, does it add, it. like, a nice ambiance? I think it does, actually. Okay. Um, but we should uh, finish up because we've also got to record our other podcast. Sure. So um, I look forward to next week, right? Yeah, let's have a look at uh, next week's round. We didn't talk about every game there, but Adelaide played well. I saw a little bit oh, of that game. So how's this, right? I said last week, Adelaide, if Tex Walker decides to win that game, they'll win. That's and exactly he did. exactly what happened. I also said, I'm going to tip the Saints because then we'll probably win. Will, I think I might be psychic. Okay. Did you get everything right last no. week? Okay. So just if we pick and choose the bits you got right, you yeah. might be psychic. Yeah. You're a part-time psychic. It's science, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I forgot it was science. Uh, well, all right. What other games? Uh, so uh, Carlton, Simo, oh, Bad so, Luck, yeah, sorry, yeah. West, West Coast, uh, they need to get their... You know, Forward They back. need to get... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did you see that footage of um, at halftime, J- Jakey Ryan and stuff uh, dancing and uh, to keep them loose at halftime? They're sort of like boogieing in the dressing rooms. Did you I see that? I didn't see that, no. Oh, it's awesome. Jake Ryan and one of the other... Is that his name? The... The, the kid who started this year, the High Flying Ryan. Jakey Ryan? Oh, the High Flying Ryan. Yeah, High Flying Ryan. I don't Ryan. know what his first name is. <laughs> and I have Two no meter Peter and High Flying Ryan. High Flying Ryan. They're WWE wrestlers, not footballers. Not human beings with actual names tag that their families two. gave them. <laughs> high Flying Ryan. They are a tag team. The tag team. Their finishing move is the screamer. It'd be great too because they would be the perfect tag team. Yeah, because you just leap off his shoulders. It'd yeah, be exactly. like Rey Mysterio right? and Big Show. And he kind of just slam him down. Yes, exactly. Rey Mysterio <laughs> and the Big Show. That is what they would be. Two uh, meter Peter and fly, High Flying Ryan. We've got to get them on the same team. <laughs> yeah, so there was footage of them in the dressing rooms and 
they were waiting to run back out the race, but they were doing a little boogie. And Ryan looks up and sees the cameras on him, and so he gives it like a little, not a dab, but it's like a dab-esque kind of move. I'm like, this kid's cool. This is, this is why I like West Coast this year. This is what's won me back. They've got players like that. Yeah, well, I, when I was watching the game on Saturday night, I was like, oh, well, West Coast are going to win this. But then Adelaide just put the foot down and started playing well. But they could not have played a worse third quarter, the Eagles. Ah, oh, fourth quarter. It yeah. was weird. It was, it was like, no good. I don't know what happened. I mean, how do you just stop like that? I think Adelaide were really, really good too. And yeah. I think sometimes just the run of luck's against you and whatever. But yeah, it was no good. Yeah. You wouldn't be happy. West Coast have got a little bit wobbly, but I'm not jumping off yet. What about GWS and Hawks? Uh, you know what? GWS, they've, they've, they're charming me a little. I like, I, charming. <laughs> I like the idea that they're just quietly going about their business and like getting a few wins on the board, a bit under the radar after everyone. Six wins. Uh, see, they're sixth now, right? Four wins in a row. And they wrote off, everyone had written off their season and yeah. Cameron suspended. I believe just, they'd wrapped the Ferrari around a tree, Will. Yeah, but it feels like they've just been able to Take it do to a, a few shop. running repairs on the Ferrari well, and the Ferrari's still going okay. Yeah, turns out they own a factory where they can just replace it with top parts. Oh, yeah. No, but yeah, we, oh, sorry. It doesn't matter. We ran into a tree. We've yeah. got perfect re- factory replacement parts. Even Back- faster than the, uh, the, the model we had out in the road We before. didn't know until we tried it, but it's actually going faster now than it used to. <laughs> yeah. This is actually better. These headlights are better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they, um, you know what, in the narrative of, of of the AFL, if they were the old Cobra Kai, yeah. I feel like now is the reboot of the Karate Kid, where they've flipped it on the head. They've eaten some humble pie. I know not huge amounts of humble pie, but I think they've been humbled a bit this season. They have been. I'm okay to see them come back now. Yeah, I agree. Melbourne and the new Cobra Kai. Melbourne's a Ralph Macchio in the reboot of Karate Spoilers. Kid. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen the YouTube Red Reboot of the Karate Kid. They're not even sponsoring this podcast. Free plug. <laughs> it's so unusual that someone would mention YouTube Red. You think they must be sponsoring us? <laughs> I'm just having a look, see if we've got any games. Uh, no, that's it. We talked about all of them. All right. All right look ahead to next week. Um, so Thursday night, Swans take on the Cats up at the SCG. Hmm. Good game. Yeah, this is the kind of game where I reckon Geelong will win because they shouldn't. And Geelong play well interstate. Sydney coming off a loss, though. I know, but it just feels like Sydney should win, so I think Geelong will. I'm going to say Sydney win. What's the forecast? Is it going to be wet? Is it going to be like this? I don't know. If it's like, I, don't, I, I literally do If it's know. wet, who wins? Swans. Um, swans. All right. Um, I'm going to pick the Cats because it's, it's got, a, I've got a vibe about it. I've got a feeling. Sure. Good tickle. My brain. Will, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> It did feel like that. I was staring at my sock going, do you smell toast? <laughs> oh, you don't? Okay. I did have toast. <laughs> <laughs> so you might still smell some toast. <laughs> smell toast and avocado? And yeah. Uh, <laughs> some McDonald's cheese that Amy got from a shoot. That's been in the fridge, and it's like I don't know how long McDonald's cheese keeps, but I'm betting it's ages. So yeah. I had some anyway. We got half life of 500 years. Yeah. Uh, Friday night, big game, the grand final rematch. And as you know, Will, with every grand final rematch, whatever happens in this game yep. undoes the result of last year. The Tigers take on the Crows. I don't think it will undo the result of last year because I think Richard. You reckon will win. Adelaide come out and do the stance, do the wall? It'd be ballsy. 
Yeah. They beat them uh, in the first time they played this yeah, year. Yeah, in Adelaide. Yeah. MCG. I mean, talk about their PTSD. They're going to be back on the ground where they lost the grand final. They're going to hear the Richmond song when Richmond come out to play. Oh, man. I mean, it's a big test, right? Yeah. Maybe this is the moment that it was all about, right? The circuit breaker, Will? Well, this is the moment where it could go either way. Yeah. So, like, this, this last week was great. You know, Don Pike showed an emotion for the first time ever in his coaching career. Like, you know, they had the press conference. They had a great win. You know, we're done with it. We can move forward, right? But what if that's a false sort of dawn? Yeah. And what happens is the week later... They go to the MCG, the place where it all kicks in, and they hear the Richmond song. Mm, they all and, just and fall all to just the ground, <laughs> start crying. Like, they're covering their ears, crawling in the mud, crying, well, screaming. It's like the reverse Manchurian candidate. <laughs> like, yeah. They've got this programming in their brain that's yeah. just like... Those fall to jelly, just lying on the ground, rolling around, hands on their ears, <laughs> kicking their legs out. Man, you know what? Like that, knowing the kind of guy, not knowing, but knowing the kind of guy that Tex Walker is, <laughs> not knowing him at all, but knowing exactly the kind of person he is, like that, that's going to stick in his gut, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? Knowing all the talk after that grand final, being on the same ground, if he doesn't have a big game. It's a big day. If he doesn't have a big game. a lot on the line. And he's, you know done, I mean? he's done a lot this year, I reckon, to drag them back. It's been a couple of times yeah. that Adelaide have been on the precipice and he's like, just through sheer fucking grit but and will. But all of that is worth nothing if he freezes again on football's biggest stage. Holy shit. And that thought's got to be going through his mind over and over all this week. That you've got to... That A, that you have the opportunity to go out there and redeem yourself. Like, no. literally in this case, I know we joke about it, you know, the grand final rematch being some... But... In this case, they do have some demons that they need to kind of exercise. So if they could go out there and beat, you know, Richmond at the MCG, I think it would actually do a lot of all this bullshit about the camp and where Adelaide are at, regardless of what happens with the rest of their season. Yeah. You could go, they beat Richmond twice. They won at the MCG against Richmond. You know, whatever issues they've had this season probably aren't, you know. It's a moral victory. Right? But if it goes the opposite way, if they go out there and then Richmond just smash them, and embarrass them and just bring up every single, you know, moment of torment they've had since last time, then that could, yeah, it could you know, be hard to shake. You know what would happen, what would be funny is if the PA system broke and the Bulldogs, the, the Tigers song did play on loop and they couldn't stop it. Like, <laughs> you know, it just won't stop playing. Like the umpires looking around, do we start the game? Do we start the game? They don't know. Some guy's like knocking on the door. They like, can't get on the Dylan McLaughlin. <laughs> some guy's drinking, drinking his like $8 Coke and he spills it on the switchboard and, you know, and it's just the Richmond song just playing over and over. And at first, like there's some nervous laughter because people are like, oh, I see what they're doing here. But then it doesn't stop. And you see the Adelaide players at first, you know, oh yeah, okay, very funny. But then something happens to them. It starts to affect them. Meanwhile, security are banging on the door. For some reason, the control room's locked. <laughs> the guy who spilt his coke then stood up and slipped over on the coke and hit his head. Well, he had a stroke. Yeah. He had a stroke. He smelt toast. <laughs> a stroke. Uh, that would be amazing. I mean, horrible if you're an Adelaide supporter. Sorry, yeah. No, right for I mean, most of us. <laughs> no, I just mean in the sense of what's on the line for this game yeah there's no. a lot on the line and it would have to i do i mean i haven't actually thought about it till you brought it up but yeah like there is so much and it's 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 going to be great to watch because i feel like tex tex is going to do something special or he won't 
and his reputation either will be forever. Either way, it's like... It's a, compelling. It's compelling. Football's an art form, Will. <laughs> no matter what anyone says. It is an art form. It's drama. High drama. On Saturday, the Lions take on Carlton <laughs> at the G. Oh, no, the Gabba. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, the Brisbane G. <laughs> this is the uh, the calling it the whatever that number one bu- bum cheek. What are we calling that number one draft pick? Yeah, Darren Bum Cheek. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Bum Cheek Cup, because uh, whoever loses this mm. will most likely finish last. Brisbane take on Carlton. I mean, Brisbane at home after a big win. Carlton were okay though. Carlton were okay, and they're probably due. Mark Murphy's back. Murph's back. Levi Casbolt still on the side, although he might they might make way for him with McKay. Uh, I will, I mean, I, oh, this is a hard one. I feel like Carlton's going to win, but I want to say Brisbane. I've liked Brisbane, but I want to say Carlton. What are you going to say? I'm, I'm going to say it's a toss of the coin. This one for me, I could see Carlton winning this. Carlton a dual win, you know. Yeah, they, been, that's what I feel. They've I mean, been playing not okay for a while, and they dual win. But Brisbane are coming off a win. But off they're a, a good side. Perth. They're a, in the oh yeah, they're gonna travel back from Perth. I don't know why we're trying to go through all these options as if in any way it'll make it a better choice <laughs> at the end of it. I'm just gonna say Brisbane. I'll say Carlton, and that's my <laughs> lock of the week. Actually, you know what? I'm taking that back. I'm unlocking You're unlocking. it. I'm unlocking it. Has there been an unlocking? Yeah, I've unlocked it. I didn't first. even know it could unlock. Oh yeah, you just twist it to the side and it's well, it up. Why didn't you explain <laughs> that? <laughs> I'm taking it off. Because it's not, because it's it's too easy a punt. Like it's a 50-50 game. I think lock of the weeks are only better when okay. it's you know you, you you're going for like an upset. That's my philosophy anyway. On Saturday afternoon, Port Adelaide take on the Saints at Adelaide Oval. Porter now, a bit. Porter, I still think could be suspect if this nah Porter winner. <laughs> I like the way you lured me in and slapped me in the face. I was like, yeah, you're listening, then bang. Um, last week for the first time in my life I tipped against St Kilda and we won and I said at the time now that I haven't tipped this we're probably going to win so I'm going to tip Port Adelaide and the Saints are going to win okay <laughs> the Bulldogs take on the Hawks at Etihad Stadium on Saturday night interesting game great game this will be very quick game I believe I think the Bulldogs will win this I'm going to I mean I, I, I hope the Bulldogs will win um, yeah why not Bulldogs uh, the other game on Saturday night is uh, your favourite team, the Melbourne Demons, taking on your other favourite team, the Fremantle Dockers. Uh, I think this is a Melbourne win. This gets them back on track a this little bit. This is up on, at T.O. Arena or whatever it's called. Yeah, Melbourne win. Melbourne have to win, but imagine if they didn't. <laughs> oh, you just got a rush of pleasure, didn't you? I, I mean, I'll that. enjoy it either way, but <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to say Melbourne win. I mean, Fremantle without Fife, I mean, come on. Yeah. Melbourne win. Uh, North are taking on the Suns at Etihad Stadium North get their season back on track yeah I think that's North but I'm going to pick the Suns and that's my luck of the week wow controversial uh, the Bombers take on the Pies in the non-Anzac Day clash good game probably much of the round wow Yes. Two informed teams. Two massively informed teams. Traditional rivals. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, everyone in Collingwood. Yeah, yeah, no, all these big clubs, all those big, big like, clubs. Richmond, I mean, that Richmond-Collingwood game, you know, in round 17 or whatever it's going to be, it's just going to be massive. Um, gee, this is a hard game to pick, isn't it? Essendon are flying. 
Essendon are playing really, really well. Collingwood are probably due a loss. But I don't know. I, I, I think... Oh, God, this is a hard game to pick. I'm just going to say Collingwood. I'm going to say Collingwood. Uh, I have no basis to... I haven't seen a lot of Collingwood, but I did like the cut of Essendon's jib. So, you see Saad, how many fucking bounces he had? Yeah. Like, that was insane. Imagine being that fast. I would never stop running if I was that quick. <laughs> I would sprint past someone and then sprint past back to say to them, did you see how fast that was? Yeah, at all times. Yeah. Like, but not even just on the field. Yeah. Like, literally in your life. Yeah, going down to the shops. Just sprint past everyone. It'd seem even oh, faster. Oh, faster. Yeah, because most of them aren't even running. Yeah. So you'd seem really fast to them. Um, pick, 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 pick. I'm picking the Bombers. Last game, the Eagles take on the Giants <clears throat> over at Optus Stadium. Oh, West Coast need to win this. Is anyone back for West Coast? Dar- Darling's out for a long time, right? Yeah, I don't think either of them are back. I don't really know. What about the little Frenchman? Not the uh, the Frenchman might be, but I don't know if the Frenchman is the barometer. No, no. Frenchman's yeah. your icing on the cake. Yeah, he's the, yeah, he's the fromage yeah, exactly. in your picnic basket. Uh, I, whew, I don't know. This would be interesting if the Giants won. I've got a feeling about the Giants. I'm going to say them. Yeah, they could definitely win this. And if they do, West Coast are in trouble. But I'm going to keep my faith in West Coast for one more week and say West Coast. And that brings the show to an end. I'm sorry. This is, uh, well, we, we gave you everything. We gave you more analysis, but we did go to some dark places. And I apologize for that. Don't apologize. <laughs> I thought it was good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. For people who like their football commentary with bizarre sides about murder. Well, when you put it like that, it seems a bit more creepy. <laughs> if you want to check out other podcasts we do, you can go to tofop.com. There's links there. You can also support our show by going to patreon.com forward slash tofop. You can donate any amount per month, and that just helps us uh, pay my cal to cut this together. Uh, legal costs that will probably be impending from this week's episode. Um, is there anything else? No, you're not no. touring. You're going oh, away. I'm touring. Uh, oh. We're legal uh, Sydney Opera House, October 13th. And we should say that you're going a little holiday. Oh yes, I'm going to be away. I'm going to have yeah. a. I'm going to have the uh, AFL Mental. journalist mid-season <laughs> break that everybody seems to have had. Yeah, uh, I'm going to have my two weeks in Bali. Yeah, and uh, but I'll be back. A refresher at some stage. Uh, so we're going to get some uh, special guests on for Will Wells. Why I will still do the show. I realise I've been away and I kind of fuck things up. So I'm going to I'm going to keep the ball going while we're back here. Well, I did one with Lemo when you were away. Yeah, and then I gave up. He's off the list. No Lemo then. <laughs> if you interviewed him, I won't. That's a kind of like bizarre competitive nature I have. <laughs> I will not talk to someone that you talk to. (laughs) But you talk to me. Yeah. That's the weird contradiction. It is. I'm a paradox. Uh, No, we'll have some special guests uh, talking football. Uh, And stand up. No, you don't have anything to promote. Not to October. You've got a show. October 13th, Sydney Opera House. Yep. Okay. Great. Play on the 15th. (laughs) Ball. We are two guys, one car. You're still here. Good. Here is a little behind-the-scenes content from when the guys took a break. I know they said not to play any of it. But, I thought it would make you as happy as it makes me to know that they have the same kind of conversations.
Even when they think no one is listening. Shh. Let's keep this our little secret, okay? I love Murder's Girl in Brooklyn. Oh my god. And like, honestly, that was making me laugh in a way that I have not laughed about. I can just see it so clearly. Like, still stalking him in the press conference. He's angry. I mean, he's just lost it. Like, but I like the idea that it's all because he wants to pitch them everyone gets a real Ollie. And he just is like, this is his plan. It's some other warship. <laughs> <laughs> Just strap them with their head. <laughs> I love it.